Hey beautiful human, welcome to episode three of the Real Love, Real Relationships series. I'm super pumped to have you here. And for those of you who are new to the tribe and to me, my name is Nikki Syme and I am your leading love and relationship coach. I'm all about empowering men and women and love to ensure that you get to have the most incredible, amazing relationship that doesn't just survive, but thrives. So Real Love, Real Relationships, why did I create this series? Keeping it super simple, I was sick and tired of seeing the perfect relationships on the highlight reels of social media, only to learn that these perfect relationships were all falling apart. I think I'd seen about four in the space of a few months and I was just like, okay, this has got to stop. I've got to create some change here. And the soul calling came through and was like, Nikki, do it. Like you've got to create this. So this series is all about giving you a behind closed doors peek into what it actually takes to make a relationship not just survive but thrive and go the distance right because there's a lot of us out there that are striving for this perfect relationship and when we're not getting it and we're not attaining it it's like what's wrong with me and we're falling into that there's something wrong with me experience or that mindset that just isn't the truth it's just that we're being misinformed by this beautiful social media platform and it's about time that we actually just drop that veil and really get like honest and real about what it takes to make a relationship thrive and go the distance. So I'm incredibly passionate about this series and I hope that you enjoy it. This week I am joined by the incredible Christy and Clint X Morgan. These guys are amazing, absolutely incredible and I just loved how willing they were to really dive in, share their truths and even like triggering each other in the process right so after this um, we recorded this they had some stuff come up in their relationship as well then they which they then went on to actually process and work through together as a team so they shared their journey from where they were at when they first met together and you know struggling to pay for food eggs and bread at the supermarket to building a seven-figure business together having a beautiful little baby called Vinny you know, becoming parents, working together, playing together, like doing all of this stuff together and how they actually navigate this experience because that's a lot, right? Like my partner and I, we don't work together and we have our stuff going up. So it's a really beautiful insight on how they actually commit to each other themselves and the effort it takes to make their relationship not only survive but thrive. So. I really hope you enjoy the episode, my loves, and I will be seeing you at the end for a little wrap up. Enjoy. All right. Well, welcome, guys. Thanks for being here. I'm super excited to have you joining me on the show. Yay. Thank you so much for having us here. We're so excited. Yeah. Ready to get raw and real and to share what it really takes to make your relationship thrive. Yeah. Beautiful. Awesome. So where I actually want to start is by you guys just giving us a little bit of a rundown on how you met and what was going on in your life at the time when you came together. 
Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, we met on Tinder. Big yeah. up Tinder. Shout out to Tinder. We swiped the Barry right. Barry and I did too. Yeah, we swiped the right way. Best swipe yeah. of my life. <laughs> so I was pretty much, you know, acting like it was a full-time job on Tinder. I was like so committed to meet my man. So and I was, I was a like, speed swiper. He was speed swiping <laughs> everybody, then go back and unswipe the ones that I didn't like. Yeah. So I was like, you know, I was chatting to like 300 men and I was like, you know, this was, I was all in. And then and I made it. I you gave the cat. <laughs> I gave my number to one man, one man only, which was this guy. And as if you only gave it to one. I man. did. I gave. I literally only gave my number to. So one how did man. the other guys contact you? Just on Tinder. On Tinder. Uh-huh. And then I got get this call randomly, and it was him, and he was being really awkward on the phone. I was like, oh, this is interesting. I wasn't being awkward. I was being myself, right? <laughs> awkward about it was that that I had called her, and yeah. all the other yeah. guys. Were texting, but I was like, I'm just going to call this chick and suss her out because I want to see if she's. The real deal. That would have been a shock too, because you're like, "What the hell is this dude doing?" Like, it's so yeah. foreign these days, right? Yeah. Why is he calling me? Yeah. Anyway, we had a conversation that was kind of it, and then we added each other on Facebook. And I actually moved to the Gold Coast a couple of months later, and I knew nobody, not one single person on the Gold Coast. And I was like, "Oh, that that guy from Tinder lives down here." And I was like, "I'll give the him the guy a from Tinder." Guy from Tinder. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, "I'll give him a message and see like if if we can catch up and have a coffee or something, so I can get to know some people." And so then we met up and we had like this interesting date where basically we both were at, like triggered by each other. At the time I was, um, I was working for this guy and I was house sitting his house and minding his cat. And I was just like, really, this guy was like a successful entrepreneur and he had this really nice house. Mm. And so I just sort of didn't tell the finer details that it wasn't my house. <laughs> I ran to my house for a tea. She comes around and I, I thought this guy's balling. Like, this guy's balling. So we had a team, we had a smoothie, and um, one thing led to, to another. And then, yeah, basically, we. So, how did you feel when you found out it wasn't his house? <laughs> uh, well, I saw this like, you know, because at the time I was really into personal development and growth, and that was like a really big pivotal like point in my life of like reading all these like successful books. And so I walk into this house and this, you know, handsome man has this success book um, about millionaire mindset or something like that on the table. And I was like, Oh, like nice house. And like, he's into the same kind of books as me, you know? And then I found out that he didn't, it wasn't his house. And I was like, Oh, was it his book? I think so. I think okay. it was yeah. <laughs> what, do, what do you do? And then I found out he lived at home with his mom and I was like, okay, well, it's a bit of a different, um, different thing than what I thought. But anyway. <laughs> I, I, thought, I thought that, because when I talked to her on the phone, I was like, oh, this chick sounds like a real bogan. And then um, <laughs> yeah. up North Queensland, I was like, like, and anyway, so when she came around, she wasn't a bogan. Like she was a little bit of a bogan, but she was like really interesting like and really attractive. And I was like, oh, this chick's actually like, she's legit. And um, so we had a good time and a good night. And um and then it was an interesting experience from there. That's when it got really interesting. <laughs> yeah. So to kind of keep it short, we got we didn't get together straight away. We had a lot of triggers. He was he's basically always been a mirror, and I've been a mirror for him. So we've always like had this reflection, and uh, had to work through a lot of stuff together. So it's really interesting now being on a relationship podcast, kind of perfect, really. Um, and so we didn't get together straight away. We had a lot of stuff in our way. You know, we had we really like had this almost like a soul contract where it was like. We had to be together, but yet we were very like we went through a lot of resistance, and then I went. I ended up going out with somebody else, and then he moved to Sweden to find a European wife. Like all this <laughs> stuff happened in the space of a year, yeah. and then he came back from Sweden and came to visit me, 
And in that time, we had like this pivotal moment where we just really realized, we had this experience where we just really realized that actually we're totally meant to be together. We have this soul contract that we need to, you know, we need to lean into or that's available for us to lean into if we, if we desire to go in that direction. And so, yeah, so it took us kind of like a year and a bit to actually get together. And then he never left. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Just kind of hung around. Exactly. Awesome. Got married, had a baby and all the things. All the things. So I wanted to, because you guys obviously are in a relationship together and you also have a very successful business together. Um, and it always hasn't always been that way. It's something that you guys have always strived for together, but early on it was a lot different, right? So can you give us a little bit of an insight on what was going on like when you kind of first got together in regards to like careers, money, business, that kind of thing? Mm -hmm. Yes. So basically we, um, when we very first got together, we were, we were broke. Like we were struggling entrepreneurs. We had these big visions. She was living in her car. I was like, I had like all my shit in my car and all my stuff, like literally. Sorry, Nikki. That's okay. This bit. Yeah, that's fine. All right. Yeah. Our doorbell's ringing. Doorbell. There's a helicopter going over anyway, so that's perfect. Yeah, perfect. So maybe just ask that question again and then we'll. Hey, Rory. What? Well, I was just going to say, before Paul went again, can he kind of keep an eye on it? He's on it. He's got boys pushing him around. Okay. Uh, yeah. Maybe we could just turn, I'll turn the buzzer down. Because oh. Tamika's also coming over. Oh. Oh, okay. Maybe get, maybe turn it off and then Tamika can message him. You can turn it back on too. Hey, Rory, we're turning the buzzer off. So Tamika's coming around just get the message Sing hallelujah, sing it, sing hallelujah. All right, let's do this question again. <laughs> yeah. Cut the buzzer. All right, cool. So you guys obviously met and you have now created this beautiful, incredible business together, but it hasn't always been that way, right? So I would really love for you to share with us a little bit about where you guys were at in regards to like finances, business, career, all of that when you first got together. Yeah. So we, um, when we first got together, we were actually like struggling entrepreneurs. So we were broke and um, we were driving around in a car that would break down the lights. Uh, we both had a very big vision for our life. We had really big dreams. And so when we came into each other's life, which was why I guess we also had this soul contract was that we actually had a very similar vision. And I think that's really beautiful in relationships when you have a similar vision and a similar path. And so that was something that always really excited us was talking about, you know, visions and dreams and, you know, what we wanted to do with our life. And, um, yeah, but it wasn't, you know, it wasn't all roses. Like when we were, you know, Clint had just come from living with his mum. He was living in Sweden at like for a couple of months, but didn't really have a lot of income coming through. And so then when he came back. I was living the dream. He um, <laughs> <laughs> on Centrelink and I was, you know, I was doing some contracting work, but really not not enough to really um, be thriving. And well, when we, yeah, it was when, a challenge. When, when, we, when we first got together, I was very like, um, Chrissy was like working very hard at the time. Like you were doing the events and things like that. And I had a very, it was sort of like she was, we were sort of like we had this um, role reversal where I was like probably more in my feminine. I was just like trusting and going with the flow in life. And I was over in Sweden. I was just like always allowing and trusting that money would show up. And it always did. Like I was always provided for. Um, and I was living in this very like abundant space. Although I was like incomplete 
essentially poverty. I was just living, <laughs> living like it's week to week like or meal to meal. But I was <laughs> yeah. like, up and I just manifest things. And it was always very like, you know, I'd manifest a meal or I'd manifest money for rent or it was always just getting by, but I was in this like beautiful flow. And Chrissy was like, working really hard hustling and I was like <laughs> I was sort of we're making it probably about the same money but you were working really hard and I was just like spending my time on the beach and you mm. know meditating and just relaxing and so how did that impact your relationship did you guys did you fight a lot at that time we sort of did we didn't see eye to eye like because mm. I, I had this way of living and it worked for me yeah we had this different way of living and the, hustle and, the hustle and grind sort of way of living and that worked for her and I was looking at that I was like man well you know, just trust, you know, <laughs> and she's like, you're crazy. But then she's like, but it does always just show up, you know? So it was, it like at the time it was all right, but then it did turn later down the tack, uh, track, it turned into like a bit of a challenge because I had this like big purpose and mission and I was like quite in my feminine and I was disowning my masculine side. Mm. And so I had to then go on this journey of like realizing that. And I had like, it just kept showing up in our relationship. It was a, it was a dynamic challenge. And then so I went on the journey of then like activating my masculine and, and I did this fight like a pro thing, started boxing and, and then I, you know, really um, got committed to my, my vision and my business and started making sales and sort of went then like right into the masculine side of things and then had to come back into balance of like balancing the masculine and the feminine. So how did you find that? Well, we nearly broke up. Like I said to him, you know, you need to get your shit together. Um, otherwise it's kind of it's over because yeah, well, otherwise you're thing. out we've just found the whole dynamic thing we still do find the whole dynamic thing you know something that we're constantly juggling with of like that feminine and masculine energy and mm. like you know when we're most attracted to each other and like you know there's just like so many especially now having a business together and um, for me being like i guess not like a uh you know like a how do i say this not in the most politically correct way like you know like not I'm, i don't have that real like motherly instinct of wanting to stay home and just look after babies all the time like I yeah, have this like, I love mom, but I also really love being a businesswoman and I have really big visions and I get excited by projects and I get excited by impact and things I want to create in the world and so you know there's still a lot of like different dynamic stuff that comes up that we, we're constantly you know working through but um yeah so that was kind of like we nearly broke up back then and that was like a big change in our life so what Clint did is he went and did work with uh, a, men, a, man, a man mentor and mm really brought out more of that masculine side. And how did you find yourself relating to him when he was doing that? Because if you're heavily in your masculine and he's rising into his masculine, did that automatically kind of drop you more into feminine or did you butt heads for a bit until you kind of found that harmony? Butt heads. Oh, both. Yeah, both. both. Yeah, both, both. But it definitely, it definitely helped. So he yeah. really went on this, this journey of stepping into his masculine. And Did you find that more attractive? Mate, yeah. Totally, totally. Yeah, <laughs> he just sorted it. He just sorted everything out. Like he really, he had he had previously all this amazing potential, and he was living in this really awesome, abundant way, even though he was really broke. Um, but seeing him then fully step into his power and mm. his, uh, really owning that and becoming, you know, like almost like becoming this king of like you know have this warrior energy and like mm. you know. Can do it i can i can bring everything that i desire to life like i can be the man i can be the provider i can you know be the father and he just like really stepped into that energy and that was so attractive as a woman to be like cool like ah oh, now I, can, I if i want to i can surrender a little bit as he yeah. kind of takes that lead and so yeah definitely made a very big difference awesome so that point of breakup where you were like dude it's got to change was that 
your like was that when you just went Clint fuck I've got the I'm like I'm possibly going to lose her hair that I have to step up or was it already kind of stirring within you um I think I was probably in denial yeah and um like I remember having this conversation where I was actually like because I think uh I don't know it's hard, it's hard to explain what it was but I actually started getting like depressed and I think it was like you know, maybe like in the wounded feminine side of things. And like, I had this purpose and this mission, but I wasn't fulfilling it. So that was like, um, where did that come from that dropping deep into your feminine? Like, was that a learned behavior that you'd kind of seen or um, like, was your dad heavily in feminine or what kind of led to you getting to that point? Well, my, um, my mother and father split when I was 12 and that's sort of like the time. And this is, this is a big thing that like actually woke me up and made me realize what had happened. I had a conversation with this mentor and he was like, well, at the age of 12 is when most um, men are initiated into being a man. I say like, you know, in Eastern civilizations or tribal, you know, cultures and things like that, they would take the boy away from the tribe, away from his mom and then initiate him into manhood. And I'll, that at 12 was when my dad left, right? And so my mom and dad split up and I only saw my dad here and there and it was a very toxic split. You know, it wasn't a very amicable situation. And so I was like, oh, I don't want to be like my father, you know? So I, I disowned a lot of those traits, good and bad, from my dad. And so I then, you know, was raised by my mom, which was awesome. And she taught me love and, you know, she really... Um, you know, taught me how to be unconditional and, you know, like I learned so much amazing things from her, but then she, she, she couldn't teach me how to be a man, you know, so mm-hmm. that I was lacking male father figures in my life. Like my dad was around, but I didn't see him too often. So he was a, he was a beautiful mentor, but it's like, he wasn't there all the time. So, and plus there was that toxic energy from the relationship. So I was like, I disowned a lot of that. Mm-hmm. So I had to then go and heal a lot with my father and then also my mother and then, go, okay, cool, and start owning those traits again, owning them, owning them, owning them, and then embodying them. And, um, yes, yeah, so it was a big journey. It's been a big process, um, but it was a really empowering one to, like, then come back and realise it and see it. And when she sort of pulled me up, it was sort of like I was in this, this, this uh, sort of like this dynamic in my own mind and I was, like, going around in circles and I had to, like, really have courage in that moment to like drop my ego and own it and pull myself out of it. And I really saw myself from a higher perspective and went, Oh, I'm playing the victim here. And I pulled myself out. And I remember that, remember that time I had my conversation too. And then I just like, Oh, and I just, in that moment I changed, something happened. And I then started taking, it didn't just happen overnight, but it's like, I then started going on a different path and taking different steps. And that led me from one thing to another, which I then went on that masculine journey and um, yeah, it's been really powerful ever since. But then what happened is I went, then I swung too far into the masculine. I was like, I disowned all the feminine stuff. I thought, you know, women were, anyone was in their feminine, they were pussies, you know. <laughs> so I went like too far in that spectrum. Then I had to bring it back into balance. And now I feel like I have a really good balance of the two. And I love playing in the feminine and I love being in the masculine. Yeah, awesome. So I imagine there would have been a lot of stories attached to what being a man meant as well in regards to what you experienced with your dad and, and yeah. kind of healing around that stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So what was like early on, what was the sex like? Like obviously if um, Christy's heavily in her masculine and you're in your feminine, was there sex? Was there much? Was it good? Like compared yeah, to what right. you're experiencing? Yeah. <laughs> you're just like, damn, I'm taking charge. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Yeah, sex is good. Yeah. 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 Has that changed at all since that kind of dynamic shift? Um, 
I would say, you know, like that's probably a big area that we are now, you know, focusing on is because, you know, like having a baby and mm-hmm. having and also like my biggest challenge has been more in um dropping into the feminine so even yeah. though through that huge journey like I've still found that a huge uh challenge for me it's like it's kind of like almost um I know when I play in that space like when I do surrender and when I really do drop in and all that like my life is so blissful but it's like my natural response is to play more into the masculine energy. And so this is like a constant thing that I'm working on. And so, yeah, I would say like, especially for me, like I lost a lot of sex drive after having a baby and then, you know, running a really busy business and that kind of just exploding and, (laughs) you know, us trying to always like kind of keep up with it. Um, It just went on its whole own almost tangent, this business and, and us trying to kind of, you know, keep up with that growth. It, I found, you know, that I had a lot of a lot of work to do around, um, yeah, just around like I guess I was coming from a place of like, yeah, not not able to kind of yeah really drop in, and I so I was like really like quite hard and quite you know like um, just get it done, yeah, just get it done, <laughs> and you know I don't have time for it, but I didn't have time for you, and I don't have time for any, I just have to get this done, and you know like I was tired, and you know what it's like being a mum, like you don't like sleep that much, and you always have a baby on your boob during the night. And so, yeah, I found... The last thing you feel like doing is having sex. <laughs> so it's almost like having to, like, relearn that area of my life. And, mm. you know, after getting used to being a mom and, and losing that kind of drive for a while. And, yeah, and, and then, like, balance, you know, like, yeah, it's just an interesting area to balance and, and also hearing the other women struggle with that as well so absolutely and it's that whole switch off thing right like I've noticed that Gary will be like let's go and I'm like but I've got to do this and I've got to do this and I've got this to do and this to do and this to do and it's like that actual switching off of the mind to drop into the body and actually be present while in being intimate with your partner like that's the most challenging thing I think for women especially when you add kids to the mix as well like it's like Um, yeah you know and those times where they're downstairs and you're like quick baby let's go like let's get one in now it's like you kind of learn new ways to make it happen I guess and get, <laughs> and get it done just to grab that little bit of connection especially because I know that for men like sex is how they connect right um, but then to have those love making sessions where you can have the time to drop in and really be in your feminine and let your man be in his masculine mm-hmm. yeah. fuck finding that time is like what it's full mm-hmm. on, right mm-hmm. so let's talk a little bit about sorry babe a whole different ball game with kids. Whole different ball game, mm-hmm. and then you guys go and throw in this incredibly successful business into the mix as well. So, I would love to know how, you know, you guys keep your relationship and your business relationship separate. Is it possible? Like, and do you find what are the challenges that you find with that? Because <laughs> it's just like, no, it's not possible. <laughs> um, yeah. So this is this is definitely a an area of our life that we are, you know, constantly wanting to improve on because definitely at the start when it was like, you know, had a baby, had this really successful business that was booming, it was like very hard to kind of keep everything separate. Because when you found out you're pregnant, you you broke, right? You were like, and you, yeah, I remember you saying something we, to Clint about you need to get a job or something otherwise. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So totally broken when I was pregnant. We had about five months left until baby was born. And that's when we went all in and we created this, you know, really successful business in that time. Um, but with that, yeah, it came like that challenge of like having like, like being able to keep everything separate. And I like, even now it's like, it's still like a thing, right? Because we have a home-based business. And so sometimes it is, you know, like 
like we have a lot of freedom in our life and we also really love the projects that we work on. So even though we probably could just like lay on the beach all day, like we don't really, that doesn't really inspire us. Like we love to, we love to be doing things. We love to be working on projects. We love to be bringing things to life. You know, we've got all these sorts of things we want to be doing. And so yeah, trying to keep that balance of like, okay, our relationships, our relationship, and then, you know, our business is our business. And, you know, managing that by having a home-based business where we are at home, where we do do everything from here and we have our family life from here. So I definitely feel that that's still an area that we are working on and it's definitely something that we're very conscious of, of like, you know, like even we, we implemented this thing a while ago where, you know, our family time is until 10 a.m. in the morning. So our nanny usually comes around 10. And that's so before that, that's where we have our family time. We go for a walk and we make sure that we're connecting with, you know, each other and our baby. And, you know, there's no phones and there's no distractions and all of that. And that we have that time together. And then, you know, weekends as well. So we made that, we used to kind of just like work on weekends. And now it's like getting really dialed in. I'm like, no, that's our family time. Phones are off. We're focused on each other. We're focused on our baby. And we go and do, you know, lots of fun stuff together. And so, yeah, but I definitely think it's, you know, it's, there's always room for, for improvement in that area. And we're definitely aware of like, you know, how do we, yeah, how do we create more of that separation of like business is business and, you know, family is family and having that, having that completely separate. Um, while still, you know, obviously it doesn't mean that we don't ever have to talk about business or, or visions or anything like that, but having that really clear, distinct separation, you know, I think is, is very important. Yeah. So you know how you said like you had rapid growth in the business. What kind of challenges and hurdles did you have to like grow through, I guess, or deal with in that process? I imagine like for that kind of thing, because I remember it just going boof, like it just kind of blew up really quickly. Um, Was there any kind of major stuff that came up for you and how did you kind of navigate through that? In our relationship? Yeah, yeah. Um, was there stress added with that? Like everyone kind of looks at that as like, wow, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like this. Yeah, it was crazy. We we quickly went from this like dynamic at the time where we were were really like struggling and got to the point where we didn't have money to buy food before Mm. filling the car. And um, but at the same time, we were making all these these sales and like making. 10 times more than we'd ever made in the past in like, so we had this like affiliate commissions are waiting to come through also living in poverty. Okay. So we're in this thing of like abundance, but also this experience of lack at the same time. It was really bizarre. I'm waiting for money to come, waiting in. For money to come in. But I was like, and Christy, I remember her being triggered by that. And I was like, darling, this is it. It's done. We'll never, we'll never go back to that situation again. And we didn't, we haven't been back there again where I was like worrying about food or whatever. We still have money tra- challenges and troubles and, you know, it doesn't go away once you start making more money, but it's like those sort of baseline poverty stuff is was gone, is done. That was that was the last moment of it. But then, you know, like you wish um, we we wanted to create a successful business for so long. I've been working on a business for ten years, trying to make get something off the ground. And Christy, maybe I don't know, several years herself. Uh, I'm not sure how how long we sort of on the on the grind oh, seven, years. That, seven, yeah, years. seven years so it finally happened i was like holy shit you know this is this i've been waiting for for so long and then on the other end of that like we had so many people coming through our platform we had so many new clients that we're working with um it was overwhelming it was intense and it was like it took so much of our time and energy and so i was like on one one side of the situation we were having the impact and um we we're creating the financial results that we'd always dreamt of but then we didn't, you know, you always got to be careful of what you wish for because we didn't understand what the ramifications and the workload and that would be on the back end of that. 
And all of a sudden we had to like deal with all these clients while she was pregnant, whilst we're trying to do a, um, sort out of a, uh, not sort out a relationship, have a relationship. And it was, really cool. it was a lot all at once, you know, and we, we, we'd never done it before. Yeah. So it was like so much stuff come up, so many triggers, so many challenges. Um, but it was, how it was did like, you stay connected through that? How did you stop or prevent the, what could have easily led to breakup? I would imagine with that kind of pressure, like what did you kind of put in place to stay connected and keep yourselves grounded in your relationship? I think we're just sort of, we're just like winging it and making up as we go. But I, I think like, honestly, <laughs> we were just taking one day at a time. Like I literally had our baby at home and then three days later I was on calls and that was kind of all we knew at the time of what to do. We didn't have a team back then. We didn't have staff. We didn't, you know, I think we had one PA back then and you know, we were very like new in, 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 you know, being but we're parents. Just, we're just committed. In, we're just committed in the relationship, you know? So it's like, you know, we're, we're talking to um, Rory, our video guy before we jumped on here and, you know, he's, he's also a close friend of us and he's, he, he knows us very well and he's he spent a lot of time with us. <clears throat> and he said, we said, you know, what do you, how do you feel about our relationship? And, um, you know, he made a good point. He's like, you guys have a soul contract <laughs> that you can't get out of. And, um, you know, and, you know, it was, it was a joke, but it's actually true. It's like we have this relationship and we, we've, we've committed and we're married. And we also have a baby together. So it's like, you know, we just sort of, it's going to be challenging. There's wild rides. There's times when we're apart. There's times when we're very distant. There's times when we're going through shit. There's times where we want to like literally strangle each other. And there's times where we don't want to talk to each other. There's times where we want to like make love to each other and rip each other's clothes off yeah. and kind of hands off each other and want to spend every day with each other. And there's times where we don't want to be near each other. And so, but it's like everything in between. But when you're committed and when you have that soul contract and that purpose that you're here to do and create together it's like it just brings up everything that's not love for you to heal and, and look at and so it's like when you're on that that when you have that commitment it's like you just you'll just move through whatever as it comes and we could have been a lot better with like timing and you know christy talked about like having the time in the morning and not phones on that sort of stuff that's very loose and that happens sometimes yeah. um and it's like but we have these little things in place we don't always stick to them but we do our best but it's like um you know we're just sort of doing the best with the tools and where we're at at the time you know and then sometimes it's like we have times where we're really focused and dialed in like right now we have like a really intense time in the business and we're really like kicking some big goals and so that time you know the relationship maybe takes a bit of a back seat but then there's other times where it's like you know we have more space and we have more time so then we'll be a little bit more perhaps in the relationship so and we make sure as well like we go on holidays and we you know like well you know it's like every day is kind of almost holiday but like we make sure that we effort like we take that um, time to get out of our house and go somewhere else because we also work from home. I think having that separation of actually leaving your house and going somewhere new is really important as well. And so we do that. Like after we ran a really big event at the start of the year and it took a lot of energy. It took so much energy to, to, to hold this, hold this container of, of what we created. And then we were like exhausted. And so I was like, cool, let's get out of here. Let's go to Fiji. And we had some really epic time together. No, we moved to Germany for like three months. No, we didn't. <laughs> <laughs> that we find you know that we do do that of like actually removing ourselves from the house where we're working where it's like you know everyday life kind of happens and then you know going somewhere new and fresh and that's where we kind of like also you know make sure that we're really focusing a lot on our relationship yeah and i really like what you said there clint about how you have these rituals and you have these things that you try to do as often as you can but you don't always do them right but it's still having them in place and we're similar gary and i in that you know sundays are our family days 
the other days that we set aside to be just really connected as a family. And some weeks we do it and some weeks we don't, but it's knowing that that intention is still there that mm. creates that kind of space of, okay, we're in this together. It's almost like, yeah, I don't know what I'm trying to say, but it's like this team when we're in this together and this is what the intention is. And it's allowing yourself to be flexible and human within that space as well. Right. Cause you can't always get it right. You can't always be exactly, exactly. on 100% of the time. Yeah, we, can have, we can have the best intentions, but we're all human, right? We're all exactly. just like doing the best that we can. And I think it's great to have those intentions and rituals and you can seek them as possible. And there are going to be days where you don't, you know, do everything that you intend and um and that's okay as well yeah awesome so i want to talk a little bit more about like you two and relating together and how you kind of move through so we talk about triggers and when we're kind of arguing and um so for those who don't quite understand what the word trigger means it's more about you know when we're having a fight and something sets us off and makes us angry or makes us frustrated that's essentially a trigger so it's something that someone does that sets off an emotional feeling within you so how do you guys kind of navigate like through that like has it always been that you're really conscious and aware or have you kind of been on this journey together of learning how to really fight effectively Mm, so I definitely like with my past relationships like a fight's been a fight where it's like we've blown up at each other and you're this and you're that and haven't been able to see the beauty in why this is coming to the surface and I feel like in this relationship since we've got together and we have both been on individual kind of like Um, journeys of becoming more conscious and aware and, you know, being able to understand why things happen and how challenges are actually really beautiful. And, you know, when there's something that happens in life, we can really look at that and reflect on that. And so we'd both kind of been on that journey and then coming together, it's like, okay, so since the start, you know, I feel like every kind of fight we've, we've had, it has brought up this really beautiful opportunity to be like, okay, well, what's this bringing up for you? And what's this bringing up for me? And what do we need? What do we, what do we actually get to work through here? And so, um, yeah, I feel like we don't really fight that much. Like what our, our kind of thing is that we'll just avoid each other. If there's something going on in our, in the space, we often will just like be distant. And then a couple of days later, we're like, hang on, why are we distant? What's coming up? What's going on for you? Um, like Clint the other day had something going on where he didn't share with me what was happening. And so then he just like stormed off and went and had lunch on his own. And um, I was like, what, like what's going on, you know? And so I feel like for us, it's not so much, we're like, we fight in this, like, rah, we do rah, fight. Rah. well, a little bit, but not like, I don't know, from my past relationships, it's very different. Like it's normally like we'll fight and we'll yell at each other and we'll, you know, like, but it's usually that <laughs> we'll try and break the door. <laughs> and then I think that, remember that time in Lisa? Oh, yeah. But then, like, literally, like, not long after, like, we'll, we'll look at each other and, and then we'll, like, try not to laugh. We're like, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it doesn't last like, very long. It doesn't last long. And then we're like, oh, you're, you're a dickhead, babe. You know, and we'll have, like joke about it and then we'll tease each other for a little bit and then it'll just sort of go. Like, it's sort of we don't stay in that for very long. Mm. Um, but, yeah, there is stuff that's like, you know, we'll just be going. If we're going through our own process, it's like sometimes I just want to be, I just want to be by myself. Like mm. that, that walk the other day, I was like, I just needed to go and clean my head and walk along the beach and I went for a meal. And then by the time I got back, I was like, okay, I'm good now. So, I just, I just went. So from that point though, like when you get back, is it a communication? Do you talk about what happened or do you just kind of go, I'm good now and get on with well, it? In that sense, I didn't know. I was like, she goes, what was it? And I said, well, I don't, I don't need to share. Like it's not, it's not something that I, I need to share. It was just something that I, I was triggered of that 
something about Christy, but it wasn't that. It was something deeper than that. So I went in process and was like, it doesn't really matter what I what I went through. So I don't feel like I need to share. Yeah. And so sometimes, but then sometimes we will share. So it just depends. Yeah. yeah. And but how did you feel about him not wanting to share? Were you okay with that? Um, I was eventually. I'm I'm more the one that's like, come on, let's share and let's talk about it. And let's talk about it and blah blah blah. And yeah, but I do like. I do see that like every, every fight that happens or everything that happens, it's just like, cool. Like what's this bringing up for both of us to look at? You know, what does this, what does, what do we get to like work on moving forward in this area? So yeah, rather than it being like an explosive fight and then we're like, Oh, let's just make up. It's like, no, let's actually look at what's here for us to move through. Yeah, absolutely. But I think too, like, I just think, you know, we're fucking human and we're always going to have those times where like Gary and I have times where we fucking scream and I'll storm out and I'll be like, I'm the one that needs to go and walk around the block because I'm so frustrated. But it's that whole, that commitment to coming back and actually having that open communication when you need to, like around what actually happens and how you can move forward rather than just kind of suppressing it and pushing it down and pretending like it didn't happen. Mm. I feel like when you are open and, and, and that communication, I think communication is really key in relationships as hard as it fucking can be. Like, I think that's one thing where a lot of people are probably not quite nailing it in that we just don't communicate effectively. Mm. Yeah, for yeah. sure. So how do you guys like navigate the, the harder conversations and the stuff that you're like, oh, I don't want to talk about that, but it needs to be spoken about. Like, how do you kind of move through that? We, uh, we don't we just don't talk about it <laughs> build up the courage and then we just say it you know yeah so i think it's like is yeah it's getting getting through your ego because i know for me like i can only speak from my experience but it's like um you know there's something there that i know just needs to be spoken or i know it needs to be shared and i know like have you always been like that though clint or is there something kind of new to you in the last few years like you've always been quite self-aware uh it's been a journey no i haven't i was definitely not self-aware like five years ago yeah probably not like no no but i like i am now and i i know that by you know facing it and not burying it and you know speaking truth and and that is very healing and um you know sometimes you need to own something and sometimes there's, there's a part of the conversation that you know a lot of people would avoid or sweep under the carpet or not own that because it's like it's making them look bad or feel judged or, you know, it's the vulnerability aspect too, right? Yeah. Being able to step into that vulnerability and share from your heart. Yeah. Which can and be in a certain light. So it's, you know, it's confronting. And, um, but once you then a lot of times, a lot of times it's more in your head and you share it and you're like, Oh, that wasn't even that bad. You know what I mean? It was just like a little thing and they don't even, you know, it's not, it's not even a big thing, but once just by sharing it, it brings that healing element and that, that love back to the space. So that's why I, I, I think I've been learning lately. It's like some things are appropriate for me to share with Christy and other things that may be appropriate for me to share with like a mentor or a man friend or something like, and I don't have to then share everything with her. I can have conversations outside of our relationship and, you know, bring resolutions to things. So I'm not bringing everything into the relationship. I'm doing my own healing journey and I'm on that. And I have people that I talk to and have sounding boards. And then with, you know, with us, then we do also have our own um, connection and relation and communication that helps heal our relationship. Mm, and I love that, that it's like that level of radical self-responsibility, right? And going, well, this is actually not hers to carry. You know, this is me. And that's something that I get to move through. And, and sometimes it is that case, right? Of 
needing to speak to someone outside of the relationship to support you through that rather than bringing it into the relationship, adding another kind of layer or dimension to it of like, mm. oh, something else to kind of work through. Mm. Yeah. And something we're really navigating at the moment is that, you know, like I truly believe we all need coaches in our life, you know, like it's like, <laughs> like for me, like in business, it's like I know my life has improved so much since I've had a business coach. And then I know like, you know, in, um, just like with health and fitness, every time I've got somebody in my life that's supporting me in that area, like it amplifies, right? And so when we have mentors and coaches in certain areas, and so like for us even at the moment, we're like, okay, cool. Like let's have a relation. Like we've actually done some work with um, people that specialize in relationships and found it really, really useful for our relationship. I'm like, well, it doesn't mean like if you work with someone in relationships, it doesn't mean relationship fit or that it's like failed. Because I feel Very like- Very nice, someone. Yeah, like I feel like there's some, that there's a bit of that it's like having energy, a PT, you know, yeah. it's like- yeah. It's like we have coaches in business. We have coaches in, in our health and fitness. We have coaches in all these areas of our life. Mm-hmm. We want to improve those areas. So, like, I feel it makes sense to actually have a relationship coach or a relationship mentor that you consistently work with that continues to hold space that is that person that actually is heavily invested in you guys having the best relationship possible mm-hmm. and, um, and it can hold that space for you to talk through things that, yeah. that might be there or whatever. And so we're actually like, I used to have this thing of like, Oh no, that means like a relationship's failed. If you like see someone like, yeah, perfect. Fuck. Oh shit. I've got to have this report. And it's like, no, like we get to just have someone that we, you know, that we um, connect with and that, we heavily trust that can come in that can support us with certain things so that we can amplify a relationship and so that we can, you know, continue to grow it and flourish it and all of those things. And sometimes you need that outsider perspective because you can be so in it that you can't mm. actually see what's going on. You know, you're so consumed by all of the finer details and being so in it that mm. you need that person outside to just offer. And it can be one thing. Like I find often when we go and see our guy that he'll just say one thing and I'll be like, Oh fuck. Yeah, yeah it's, like a, it's like a realization. Yeah, it's awesome. Mm-hmm. All right, my love. So I'm a little bit cautious of time. So I'm just going to ask you a few little questions just to wrap it up. So one, what do you believe is the key ingredient to sustaining a really healthy and happy relationship? Communication. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Clint, what do you reckon? Um, the one thing. One or two. What do you think uh, is key? Love. Love. Love and communication. Beautiful. What does the word love mean to you? How do you define love? Um, I think it's like there's you know it's there's there's many elements, but like what's coming up is like choosing love. You know, in um, situations like instead of like blaming or judging or criticizing or bringing down, you know, and those things still play out, but it's like, how can you bring things back into love? And so it's like, with this is within yourself. This is within your other, this is within the relationship. We can be constantly conscious and bringing things back into a space of love and, you know, bringing it into light and healing and, and coming back to that space. Then, you know, we're going to be, in a more empowered space and the other is going to be an empowered space and so is the relationship. So I think love is key. Beautiful. And what about you, Christy? How do you define love? Mm, I see. Yeah. Love is like, like that divine love energy. And 
I feel that when, yeah, kind of the same thing, like when we can like harmonize things and bring it into love and, you know, pour love on something. It's like, we always teach people like when we're speaking about money, like when you pour love onto money, for example, when you pour love onto another human being, then that amplifies. If we're talking shit about money or if we're like, you know, in this low vibe state around money, then it's going to show up externally. And if you are, you know, pouring love into that, then it's going to amplify. And so same thing. It's like, if we are talking shit about each other or we're hard on each other or whatever, it's like, okay, well, it's only going to, that's only going to keep catapulting and then we're going to create more um, dis-ease <laughs> in the relationship. Or if we pour love onto each other and be like, and have hold, like hold also a space for each other to pour love onto each other and yet also communicate effectively. It's not has to be all like rainbows and, and lollipops. It's like, oh yeah, let's just pour love onto it. It's like, no, like we get to hold a loving space for each other whilst also speaking our truth and being honest and communicating. Yeah, yeah. Love, love's not always fluffy. Love's like direct yeah. and piercing and truth. Truth. Yeah. Truth, yes, absolutely. All right. So where do you believe that most people are getting it wrong? In relationships? Wrong. Yeah. Okay, well, <laughs> um, I don't know. I feel like we're like not relationship um, experts. We're, you know, we're just like everyday humans that are still working the whole thing out. But, yeah. I feel like there's, there's a lot of wounds. And so when people are, they have, instead of being in a relationship, they're in a wound ship. And mm. there's something that was like unmet within themselves. And then so that drew them together. And then they're still operating from this wound and just keeps playing out. Um, so without taking self-responsibility and going on a healing journey for yourself, you'll still stay within those wounds and it'll keep creating the same dynamics. Um, so if we can really heal ourselves, um, and that's all you can ever do, you can't heal your partner, but if you can heal yourself, then those wounds will dissipate within you and then that'll no longer play out in the relationship. Yeah. So it's really looking at how you're showing up in the relationship as opposed to focusing all your attention outwardly on your partner and how they're showing up. Yeah. Yeah. So when we shift ourselves, right, they shift automatically, yeah. the experience. I, I feel as well there's a lot of, like, people that get into relationships and then it becomes really needy and yeah. that that relationship is the thing that kind of provides a love in their life mm. and we can only really be responsible for the love that goes on internally, right? Like, nothing external can really allow us to feel love. And so, like, I've seen this in, you know, in my past relationships and, you know, in other people's relationships of, like, almost this, um, yeah, like a desperation or need or that like if that person goes away, then like, oh, my God, the, person's, the other person's going to be so lost without them and, mm. you know, like this kind of neediness, whereas like I find it for us whenever we give each other space and this is something we used to do at the start of our relationship that worked really well before we had a baby was we used to intentionally like spend time apart, you know, like Clint would go away for 10 days or I'd go away for a week or whatever it might be. And every time we did that and we had our own space and our, our, our time to ourselves, when we came back together, it was always like, oh, like it was so refreshing, but it wasn't like this need of like, Oh my God, I miss you so much. And I can't like do my life without you and blah, blah, blah. Like there wasn't, there wasn't that energy. Mm. And I feel that that's so important is to have that space and to have your own, your own time, because it's important. Like if we're, if you're in each other's space all the time, you're just like smothering each other. And so I find that with us, like we don't really have that kind of needy, um, energy it's more like if he goes away like he's gone overseas a couple of times since we've had a baby and I went away uh once and it was amazing it was amazing for, it was the best like we actually spent a whole month apart in May and it was the best thing one of the best things we've ever done for our relationship was to really give each other that space and not like we didn't even speak in that time like we probably spoke like twice in the whole month like Chrissy Coleman she said babe do you miss me I said sorry who is this yeah <laughs> 
<laughs> what? <laughs> Wife? Who? <laughs> Whereas, like, you know, I guess some people don't want to like have that time or space or they don't want to be alone because it's like they're associating their love in their life that they're receiving based on being with that person constantly. Yeah. So, they're des- desperately holding on to something. Yeah. And when we're in that space, like you're literally putting your love and your happiness and your fulfillment and your joy in other people's hands. And that can be taken apart. That can be taken away from you in a, a heartbeat. Right. So we have zero control over that. And the control we do have is on what's going on within us and creating that space. So I really love that. Yeah. And I think like you asked a question before and really just love to, to add on to it really quickly is around vision. I see a lot of people who um, in their relationship, their wife or their husband may not agree with the direction that they want to go in their life, or they're actually scared that the other person is growing. Mm. So um, I see where like people try and kind of stay the same because they don't want to outgrow their partner or they do want to keep growing, but their partner is keeping them limited based on that their level of work that that partner has done. Mm. And I feel that that's a huge issue in relationships. If that people can't, like the other person can't support the other per- what the other person wants to do, and actually like cultivating a very similar vision. So it doesn't need to be that you have the exact same business or anything like that. But what do you want for your life? Like, what do you want to like? What do you ultimately? Because if one person has a vision that's like this direction and one has a vision that's this direction and one's growing in this direction, one's growing in that direction, it's very, I feel it's very hard for it to come together. And I think when we can accept the other person's growth and actually take it as an opportunity for us to also grow in that area and keep kind of meeting each other, like that's what I find in our relationship is like, you know, Clint might go through this um, big journey of, of like, like in our relationship, he went through a very deep um, spiritual kind of awakening area and I was sort of not in that space and then I grew in that area and then I grew in you know a business and and was really um you know like like succeeding in that area and then he stepped up and then he stepped up in business and then I stepped up and then so we've always like accepted each other's growth and actually supported that and even though that's been triggering at times to see the other grow in a particular area it's just showing us where we now get to grow. And that's what I see is such a big issue in the relationships that I see. And the people that I speak to is that, you know, they're like, Oh, like I really want to do this like business or I really want to do this thing in my life, but my husband doesn't support it. And I'm like, if you're truly in a relationship that's based on like divine love with somebody, then you want like, it's your, it's only that person's own stuff. And so I totally agree with what Clint was saying. The more that we can heal our own stuff and our own insecurities and like be a sovereign being that we don't need to have the other person in our, you know, it's not like don't need to have the other person in our life to actually like be complete. But it's like, I see people that, you know, may have reached a point in their relationship where actually they'd probably be better off going in separate directions, you know, if, because they're not meeting each other in growth. They're not meeting each other in the vision. And yet they're like, oh no, I can't grow. Or I can't do this vision because of my husband. So I'm just going to stay where I am. And that's right. going to build. Yeah. I feel like that's such a big thing is that like having those conversations around what do we actually ultimately want for our life together? And can that, can we bring, can we work through that together and also then supporting each other with the direction and growth that each other wants to have? Yeah. Awesome. And I have to say that was the triggering point because I obviously am on a very much a spiritual journey and I've grown massively since about November. I've gone on a huge, huge journey and Gary had stayed the same. Mm -hmm. got to a point where I was like, I feel like I'm outgrowing you. I'm so disconnected. And that was the point where we went, okay, let's get some support. And now he's coming to meet me. And it's really amazing that he's stepping into that. So I get to 
go on my journey and allow that to be a light to, for him to like come along as well. Yes. Or if they're still refused, then you make those tough decisions, right? You go, okay, well, this isn't going to work. Mm. But yeah, it's beautiful. I love that. Yeah. Um, all right. So last one, is there one piece of parting information you would like to leave our viewers and listeners with? What would it be? Oh, um, parting information. Um, tips, tricks. Tips and tricks. I think all it, for us it's like have fun <laughs> and um, yeah, like fun we're really like you know playful. like really playful. We um, we talk to each other like babies and um, you know silly <laughs> faces and silly noises and like people are yeah, actually allow our inner child to really. If come people out. actually watch us, they'll be like, "What the fuck are these guys on?" <laughs> Um, but we just really keep it like fun and light and, you know, we have a lot of fun in our relationship. We're laughing a lot and, um, you know, same thing with our son. Like we really, you know, play, play with him like we're a child, you know, and then we bring that within the family. So I think that really keeps it like childish and fun and it's the inner child being, you know, expressed and healed and yeah. just keeps it interesting. Yeah, beautiful. Do you have anything to add to that, Christy, or...? Um, I don't know the one the one thing. I'm just trying to think. Um, I just I, I just really feel communication and doing your own work on yourself and yeah, really um, always trying to become the best person that you can possibly become. Um, and yeah, I just feel that when you do that individual work, like it then amplifies the relationship, and that's what mm. we feel. It's like when we're really committed on on doing our own individual healing work, um, then we're able to come together a lot more. So. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Awesome. Well, thank you, my love. Thanks, Nikki. Um, For anyone who wants to connect with you guys, whatever, I'll drop all your socials in the description. Um, But yeah, thank you so much for investing your beautiful, special, valuable time. Thanks for having us. Thanks, Nikki. Hey, beautiful human. So, how was that? Oh my gosh, are they amazing? I freaking love them so much. Clint is hilarious. Christy is just such a fierce feminine queen, and. The two of them have been through so much together, right, to get to where they are now and how beautifully committed they are to the relationship and their self-awareness and and all of the things that it takes for them to make their relationship thrive. So I hope that you got so much value out of that um, and are feeling a little bit less pressured to create this perfect relationship that just doesn't simply exist, right? I hope that this is starting to land for you guys. It just does not exist. So if you haven't done so already, please make sure you head over and join me on Facebook, Nikki Syme, N-I-K-I-I-S-Y-M-E, and Instagram at Nikki Syme, and make sure you hit that subscribe button. I'm also would love for you to share this with anybody who you think needs to see this. This message and these the series is so so important for the mental health of all human beings and it's really really important to me to get it out to as many people as possible and i can't do that without you guys so i would love it if you hit that share button as well and tag some besties in it that need to see this message all right my loves i hope you enjoy the rest of your day whatever it is that you are doing and i'll be seeing you very very soon for episode four Bye.